I'm Stuart Buchanan, and this is Out From Under, a weekly exploration of eclectic and experimental Australian music broadcast on Resonance Extra and podcast by FBI Radio in Sydney. Andrew Tuttle is an artist who, for the last 12 years, has been exploring the relationship between the electronic and the acoustic, primarily by marrying the worlds of laptop processing with that of banjo and acoustic guitar. Tensions exist everywhere in Andrew's work, between composition and improvisation, between rigid structure and freeform exploration, between the boundaries of all the genres that he seems to cross. But Andrew would even himself admit that the battle between such tensions is quiet, it's soft, it's nuanced and it's slow moving. It's for good reason that his 2015 record was called Slowcation. He's in no hurry to resolve these tensions. His space is kind of inside the question, not the answer. After 10 years working under the name Anonymi and playing live with artists such as Matt Moss, Mike Cooper and Blank Realm, he has adopted his own name for his most recent projects over the last few years. And this year sees the release of his latest album, Fantasy League, released via the Room 40 imprint, Someone Good. This episode of Out From Under, we begin with an introduction from the Someone Good label manager, artist Lawrence English, who talks about his decision to release Andrew's record and the impact that had on his own ambitions for the record label. We then hear from Andrew himself discussing the hitherto mentioned tensions, his relationship with the city of Brisbane, and also the difficulty of applying album titles to instrumental work. And in the second half of this week's episode, we hear an exclusive new recording from Andrew called Transitory Adaptations, which is a mixtape of edited improvisations created while on the road in Europe, recorded in hotel rooms in Lausanne and Berlin, and on a train from Berlin to Basel in April 2016. This is Andrew Tuttle on Out From Under. the beginning of this year, in fact it was late 2015, uh, Andrew Tuttle sent through a, a copy of his new album uh, for mastering actually, for me to master, and I listened to the record and I thought it was incredible. It was, for me, I mean I've known Andrew's work for quite a while, like probably almost f- 10 to 15 years I would say. He uh, has been making these albums that sit between experimental electronic work and a kind of consciousness of different kinds of folk and almost country uh, traditions. And I thought it was interesting to try and... Well, it, it actually just gave me an invitation to restart the label with some material that I felt really strongly about that sat a little bit removed from what had come before it, but at the same time held that same kind of interest in, in a kind of avant-pop, uh, which was the kind of and still is the, the sort of curatorial focus for the label. So Fantasy League was a perfect kind of kickstart for the label and, and we actually did that record and Itamo's uh, Miwo at the same time and it's been incredible, the response to those records, the resonance that they felt uh, internationally has been, to be honest, really surprising and incredibly heartening to, to, to know that there is a kind of interest in that sort of work uh, out there in all of those different countries. Thank you. 
my name is Andrew Tuttle. I'm a musician and producer and what have you from based in Brisbane, Australia. The music I'm making at the moment, I have been making for a few years under my own name and previously for just under a decade under the moniker Anonymi. Essentially, it's a mixture between electronics and folk music. On a basic level, it does combine elements of you know, um, minimalism and avant-garde production and things like that, and a lot of looping and synthesizers, also combined with acoustic instruments. So mainly the six-string acoustic guitar and a five-string banjo, kind of combining those elements. So lots of looping, improvisation elements, and trying to find a middle space between two elements which are quite disparate. relationship between the processing and the folk elements and the electronic and synthesis elements it's an ongoing adventure I think in recent years I've been trying to get them to combine even closer than previously so previously where I worked with those elements it might have been a bit disparate and where I'm doing it now there's still elements where I might do a track that's entirely on acoustic instruments and there might be an entirely synthesized track but definitely thinking more and learning more as I go on about how they how the different elements work and I think in recent years I'm not not sure what it is but maybe it's getting older what I don't know what it is but it's definitely been getting quieter I think in a lot of ways so I think when I was performing as Anonymi I think there was quite a lot of dissonance in there and that wasn't a bad thing necessarily and I really enjoy it but I think I personally like quiet sounds I like quiet things um Maybe it is just getting old, um, but I think there is an element of wanting to create music that has a real calm. So the more I create this kind of music, the more I learn. And I wonder, some you know, sometimes you wonder and some artists do something different with each album. And I really sometimes think, oh, maybe, you know, I've been doing this for quite a while. Maybe I should do an album with just beats. And I can do that, but I'm not so interested. And in, I'm really interested in this really bastardized version of three chords and the truth i don't think there's any truth and there's probably just two open tunings but using a banjo with a lot of looping and processing they're not necessarily made for each other so there's an inbuilt challenge that you can i can eq things to within the life of itself and so it still sounds like a banjo but it doesn't resonate like, like the bad kind of feedback and that can be great when in rehearsal rooms or at a certain kind of venue but then if the PA is placed from, oh, so the fallback is placed from a 44 degree angle to a 50 degree angle when you're playing a show, it's all over. So then there's kind of this Jenga-like element. So, and maybe that's why I don't like loud things so much now once having a banjo. Feedback is not good anymore. Feedback means something's going wrong and everyone knows it. Um, but yeah, so I guess it's an ongoing kind of thing. And I don't think I'll ever completely master it. And I like that.
the genesis of this series of recordings, which eventually became Fantasy League, happened around the end of April 2015, May 2015. That album came out really organically. I think because I started working on ideas for this album, kind of for preparing for shows, so early after the last album finished that it came together quite quickly. So in terms of the composition method for that, all of these tracks are essentially based on improvisations. There's nothing on this album that is entirely composed. There's elements of some songs that I have composed. Um, what's on the up track album, for example, the track Leaderboard, that is essentially some jams I did based on a song that's chords, pieces. It's a kind of a seven-minute guitar track that, that I'll eventually do. But every time I was trying to record it, I was getting a little bit cranky and then using that as a springboard to kind of go from there. So at home, essentially what I do is it's a kind of a, it's a, kind of a less time-stretched version of my live shows, for example. So I'm not being conscious of, okay, I've got 30 minutes, I need to have these ideas so that the crowd aren't completely disinterested. There's like, I'm at home, I can make three mi minutes of music, I can make three hours of music. So I will generally... Uh, I'd be just playing around so I'd use one of my source instruments to start with so be it the guitar be it the banjo be it the synthesizer I'll put that into a um, patch for the soft of the audio the audio mulch software I use um, and then I'll essentially just play around with it from there so might be a few hours of jams on a few different days and things like that every week I'd listen and grab the snippets of things that I liked so a track here might be there might be a 20 minute improvisation that I did that three minutes or three seconds or 30 seconds might be good and was kind of putting that together so that's how that album came together essentially so in terms of the fantasy league side of things um it's not much the creation but that's the creation was an ongoing kind of an ongoing part of my practice it's like ongoing element um making instrumental music it's really tough to think of titles and don't want to just do the thing where it's like one track one track two track three and i don't want it to be too obtuse so essentially this one's kind of based on the idea of, you know, an online fantasy league for sport. So I, I love, you know, a lot of different sport. I occasionally try and give up pretty quickly on fantasy league. So that was kind of based on that.
the year before I started creating this album, maybe about six months before I started the initial stages of the album, I was really fortunate to uh, spend some time in the States with Matmos. And I've really, and I'm really fortunate that one of, if not my favorite, bands and fortunate last when in 2014 rather than when they came to australia i tour managed them when i toured and i ended up getting on stage with them for a song each night which was a ridiculous thrill and crazy and i was blindfolded and it was an adventure and then i spent some time hanging out with them in baltimore and hearing the gestation of what is now the new album ultimate care 2 which is based on the sounds of their washing machine and they were showing me we were making some music together and they were just getting the other punchline ready that hey do you want to hear our new album and they showed the tracks and went this sounds really cool and then i looked around their studio which is their basement went just pointing at the washing machine went is that that they're like yep um and they had this thing and i think because it's a duo and they're a couple and they have these ideas that they need to do from the start they're a band but they they can definitely do tracks in isolation but when they're doing an album they need to have a theme from the start otherwise they might make music otherwise might be for tracks that are played live but their albums are based on themes with me the themes are usually a retrofit i will have i will sometimes come into albums have a specific album idea to complete so i think i'm kind of wary about themes sometimes particularly if i'm recording doing something overseas so um just because i don't want to put too much weight on it um, it's because I don't want it to be too alienating or too, I don't know, indulgent in a weird kind of way. On the other hand, I have done an entire album about sports online betting, so I can't really say much there. Brisbane, so I think most of my formative memories of music are Brisbane-based. So, you know, there's your under-18 gigs that you went to, there's your, you know, like punk squat gigs and things like that. And some of the bands who I loved in yesteryear, I could not imagine listening to now, but some of the ones who I used to love, I still have incredibly fond memories for. And the, what I think I found um, with music in Brisbane, um, I think it's very interesting i think sometimes the interestingness and the diverseness of and the kind of the small sceneness of brisbane's a bit overplayed um a lot of the time there's bands from brisbane talking about oh in brisbane you can have a band a four bill lineup there where the bands are different but it still works and you can't get that in melbourne or sydney and i always think because i have spent some time living in melbourne yeah that's a complete crock of shit because you know when i lived in melbourne and when i've been to melbourne just to play shows there's lineups that completely work and it's not like this is complete hierarchical silo structure of oh you play in this kind of band that means you can't be friends with this person this kind of band so i think that kind of notion amongst brisbane is sometimes a bit of an overcompensation but on the other hand i do think there's something there i think something really interesting about brisbane because it's not an easy place to play music necessarily and i think other cities like sydney have the same issue it's there's kind of a whether it's a institutional or whether it's a commercial barrier to it um i think the value of live music is definitely understood in brisbane but i think then that the for example a bar in brisbane that may start doing well off live music will then go oh if we just get rid of these pesky bands that made the bar good, 
will then make more money based on a nightclub. And it's that kind of weird logic where it's just very short-sightedness. And in the short term, it does work because if you turn into a nightclub, you'll make more money than if you do if you have independent bands. Um, but it is a struggle as a result in Brisbane where you find places to play, they're great, and then six months down the road, it may not be a problem anymore. But I think Brisbane really does impact me as a musician. There's been so much great music from here over the years and there's you know, bands that heaps of people have heard about. There's bands that no one will have heard about. There's things that I've been obsessed by, but due to the like the midst of time, I've kind of forgotten about because there is that temporal thing in Brisbane. I think everyone is a bit on uh, what's the phrase on the run is probably not the way to put it, but there is something that is a bit temporary about Brisbane because you, if you're in a band with someone, you may well know th- you, you know that it's a good chance that someone that you're performing music with will move to Sydney or will move to Melbourne or will move to Berlin or will move to London. Um, And that kind of means, I think, a lot of the times you, when you're performing or when you're playing live, there is that sense of urgency. And and urgency doesn't just mean like playing fast, loud, hard, loud. Like urgency can mean you're doing really beautiful music and you're just really concentrating on it for a moment. And like you get, you do two albums, and once you've done those, cool, you may do two more, or you may have released one and recorded the second one, and someone's, you know, the singer's gone to London or whatever. I think that's something that's interesting about Brisbane. Everyone, and it's not definitely not unique to Brisbane, but everyone does kind of seep into each other. So you do share bills with people on, um, you know, kind of different genres, and you, you know, you talk about music. And a city like Brisbane as well, it's you know, a lot of time you can think Brisbane's a small city. Brisbane's not a small city by any means. Like, you look geographically and you look at the Brisbane cityscape and stuff like that, like, it's a, it's a major city. Culturally, there's a bit of a cultural cringe because I think it's fashionable to say there's a cultural cringe because um, it's not as easy as Melbourne. Like, I lived, I lived in Melbourne for a couple of years and I loved it down there, but I found that it was easy. You know, when a city's not quite so easy and Brisbane's not quite so easy, there's definitely something that comes out of it. It's very... Yeah, I guess it's that thing of you don't know what's happening next in Brisbane, so you may as well get it done now.
That's artist Andrew Tuttle on Out From Under. And through that interview, we heard tracks from his most recent album, Fantasy League, released on the Room 40 imprint, Someone Good. For the second half of this episode, we're going to listen to an exclusive new recording from Andrew titled Transitory Adaptations. He describes this as a mixtape collection of recordings created in hotel rooms in Lausanne and Berlin and on a train from Berlin to Basel in April 2016. It consists of edited improvisations based on rehearsals for live performances for his Fantasy League European album tour and it includes adaptations of brand new pieces along with work from Fantasy League, from previous releases, and also from some music that dates as far back as to the time he was working under the name Anonymi. This is Andrew Tuttle and Transitory Adaptations on Out From Under. Thank you. 
That's Transitory Adaptations from Andrew Tuttle, a mixtape of edited improvisations created while on the road in Europe, promoting his new record, Fantasy League, released through the Australian label Someone Good. You can find more about Andrew at andrewtuttle.wordpress.com. Very important that you include wordpress.com there. If you try for andrewtuttle.com, you'll find a real estate agent in Utah. I'm Stu Buchanan, and that's all from this week's Out From Under. You can find more information and links at outfromunderradio.tumblr.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as Out From Under Radio, and we're also on email at outfromunderradio at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>